Welcome to the Creative Spark podcast. I'm your host, Dominique Faller, and it is my mission to keep your creative spark alive, no matter how crazy your life gets. This podcast will teach you how to find the space to light your creative spark and fire up your creative side business. You can stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us on Instagram at Creative Spark Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by my free content strategy planner. Head over to creativespark.link forward slash planner and plan your monthly goal-driven content strategy in minutes, not hours. Let's dive into today's episode. You are listening to episode 43 of the Creative Spark podcast. I'm your host, Dominique Faller, and today we're discussing core, pillar and micro content types, and specifically the difference between these three main content types. Now, when it comes to creating content marketing, there really are multiple different types of content that really need to work together. So what tends to happen with a lot of creatives who, let's say, are really strong in one channel or platform, for example, Instagram or Pinterest, they tend to move across to other channels and then just create completely new content. And so creating content that's fresh and new for each different type of channel can be quite problematic because you're sending out lots of mixed messages and it can be quite exhausting because you're creating something fabulous for Instagram. And then on your blog, you're writing about something completely different. And then you might be posting pins to Pinterest that are just stuff that you're interested in and is not necessarily aligned with your content strategy. Thinking about the different types of content and then working out how to make them all work together so that your audience is not confused and gets this aligned message from all of the things that you're doing. But it also means that you're repurposing things that you've already written rather than creating something brand new for each channel, which after a while gets super exhausting. Take it from me. So (laughs) working out what the types of content are and how they all work together is really what this podcast episode is all about. And I promise you that once you unlock how these three things work together and how you can make them align towards one goal that you set every month, it really gets your content in alignment and helps you leverage the time that you do spend creating the content. The way it works is that each week you focus on creating a long form piece of core content and you publish it on a channel that you own. So that might be a blog post or a podcast episode or a video on YouTube or a keynote speech. Gary Vaynerchuk is very keen on the keynote speech or just, you know, talking at cameras and then it can be repurposed into other types. My core type obviously is a podcast, so I can record this as a long form and then I can slice and dice the core content out to my other channels. Whatever it is, choose something and then really focus on that as your core content. From there, you can then repurpose it out into pillar content types, and then you can repurpose that out into micro content. Stick with me for the podcast because I'm going to break down in detail how each of those steps works and how they all work together. Like I said, once you have this core content, you can repurpose it across other channels, which are your pillars. The goal of core and pillar content is to convert your audience from follower to fan or fan to customer. Micro content is really where you're taking tiny pieces of that long form content and just repurposing it out to attract people to want to come and have a look at your core and pillar content. So a lot of people really focus on social media as the content, but the issue is it's not long form, so you can't really repurpose it very well. And also you don't own it. So you've got no control over the algorithm. You've got no control over what happens in the future. Your accounts can be blocked. You can be locked out. You can be shut down. It's really dangerous to build your entire business on borrowed land. It's known as digital sharecropping. Use social media channels 
as a way to reach people, but to attract them back to your home base. I once heard Jada Selner describe it as social media is the nightclub and it's where you do your best dance moves and you go out and find people and you're attracted to them. But that's not where you're asking them to marry you. You know, there's got to be a whole relationship building process where you get them out on a date, you go for coffee. And so that's kind of your pillar content. And then eventually you get them back to your home base, which is your website or your YouTube channel. And then eventually, you know, you're asking for their hand in marriage, which is to get them on your email list or for them to buy a product or something. Think of it as this out there in public versus back here in your home or your shop or your business that you own and control. And so that is your core content. Now, if all of this sounds overwhelming, just stick with me. I'll break it down for you step by step. And I'll also throw in some repurposing tips to help speed up the process, because there's a lot of content to create if you're going to have it all working in alignment and you're going to be building a business out of this stuff. So working smarter, not harder is really important. And repurposing is the key to that. Now, if you don't get clear on the different roles played by these three main content types, it's easy to get stuck on what's known as the content hamster wheel. You commit to a weekly podcast and then that's it. It takes over your life and you spend your whole time procrastinating and avoiding it. And then eventually you hit the deadline and you get the podcast done and then it repeats the cycle over again. This is why people think there's no way I can do a blog post and a slide share and a carousel and do some social media. It's just hard enough for me to get this one piece of content out. I work very hard at systemizing this whole process. So I'm going to take you through the steps so that it all becomes a lot easier. It's so easy to get overwhelmed when you think about repurposing content because the poster boy for being everywhere all the time is Gary Vaynerchuk. But the thing is, he has a team of elves. I see many content creators limiting the amount of content they produce because without a team behind you, repurposing that many pieces of content every week, it just feels impossible. So a goal-driven content strategy and a smart content repurposing strategy really is essential if you're going to get those three main content types working together. In a perfect world, imagine having all of your content types working together seamlessly. Your content takes your audience on a journey from, let's say, a useful tip or trick out there in the world on Instagram and then there might be an invitation for them to read more on your blog. And then at the end of the blog post, they opt in to receive more information in an email. And so before you know it, they've been automatically nurtured from follower to fan to customer. And this is the absolute essential core of how good content marketing is supposed to work. And that's those three main content types fitting together as a strategy. You've got the micro tips out there attracting you back to some kind of pillar content, which then converts them and then they're on your home website looking at your core content and then before you know it they've bought stuff and they're a customer. Let's dive a little deeper into each of the steps you can take to learn the difference between these three main content types. Step one is to create your core content and that's the first piece of content you should be creating every week. It's long form and it really should just answer one question. This should be a question that you know your target audience is looking for, they're searching for it on Google, if they see a blog post or a podcast episode or a, a how-to video on YouTube, that's the thing that they've been wanting to find the answer to. That's answering the question that they've kind of been carrying around in their head. That's really where you need to pitch your core content. Don't try and communicate everything you know about a topic. Literally, answer one question. Tell them that the answer is within this piece of core content. Don't try and do too much and then go deep on unpacking all of the answers around that one topic idea. Like I said before, your core content might be a blog post, it might be a podcast episode, it might be a YouTube video, 
maybe a SlideShare. So SlideShare is owned by LinkedIn, but it's a great way to communicate long form. And Gary Vaynerchuk uses that quite often. An email newsletter. So if you're sending a regular weekly email newsletter where you go deep on a topic and unpack it, that could be your core content. It might be that you give regular keynote presentations. So you're not necessarily a how-to kind of person, but it might be that you get on video and talk about something for 10 minutes. That could qualify really nicely as a piece of long form content, especially if you go deep on one topic or idea. You could also get somebody to interview you. So if you feel a bit weird about giving a keynote to an empty room, <laughs> if you're not a professional public speaker, but you don't necessarily want to do how-to stuff, it could be that you get somebody to interview you. I've seen a lot of those now on Instagram Live. People jump on and get one person to interview another person. And then all of the answers that's come out in that interview can then be unpacked as long-form content. And then obviously sales webinars, which are essentially masterclasses where you go deep on a topic for an hour. That's a fantastic piece of core long form content. Whatever it is, you need to commit to one a week. That's a good rule of thumb. But obviously, if that sounds horribly overwhelming, then once a fortnight or even once a month. I know a couple of people who really take their time to curate and produce fantastic, useful newsletters, and they only do that once a month. But it means that they've got a lot of time to build that out. And it also means that people look forward to it when it does come out. So whatever is within your bandwidth, I know of people that are producing two to three YouTube videos a week. So it's anywhere in there <laughs> is the rule of thumb. But once a week is a good cycle. The main purpose of core content is to answer a key question your target audience is asking about your topic and to encourage a conversion. So don't just give away all this great value. The idea is that at the bottom of your blog post or at the end of your podcast, you then tell them about a freebie or a thing that if they want to have more information or take their conversation further, they can go take an action. So it might be to download a freebie or to leave a comment or to share or whatever it is you want them to do. But that conversion means that they don't just get to the end and fall off. They're taking action based on the fact that you've answered their question. Step two is to identify your core topics. Ideally, each month should start with a content focus and a conversion goal so that you can begin to drill down into the types of topics that you're going to cover that month. Otherwise, you're just writing core content about random stuff. So again, if you know what your conversion goal is, it might be to sell some tickets. It might be to build your mailing list. It might be to build your follower count. It might be to sell a product. Whatever it is, decide what the conversion goal for that month is, and then you can create your four pieces of weekly content around that conversion goal. Core topics are a great starting point. And then what I tend to do is head to Google to discover what kinds of questions my audience might be asking about those topics. So for a month of content, you probably want four core topics. For example, if I'm launching Creative Funnel Formula, the launch month is all about those topics that are covered in that particular course. So they're things like, how do I build a funnel? And how do I find my niche? I then go to Google and type those sorts of topics in. And then if you scroll down the bottom, you'll see other questions that people are also asking. If you're a bit stuck on what to talk about when it comes to your topics, you can go onto Google and see what people are actually looking for. And those highest search volume things are going to come up in the prompts. And sometimes there's stuff you just never would have thought of. You're like, well, duh, that's easy. Everyone knows the answer. But often people do need to start with that first basic question. And so if you find it very easy to provide an answer to that stuff, then that makes perfect core content. Because all of a sudden you're an expert, you're unpacking one simple idea, but in a detailed and in-depth way. That's going to be really valuable to somebody who's searching for that. And then you can lead them on a journey towards whatever it is you're offering. Step three is to define your channel and your call to action. Now, I've already mentioned before that your core channel should be content that you actually pay for. So, you know, a podcast or a blog post 
If it's hosted on somewhere that you own, then that's terrific, or somewhere that you're paying a monthly fee for so that they're not just going to change the rules on you. If something's free like Facebook or Instagram, they change the rules all the time and we just have to suck it. (laughs) Whereas if you're paying to host your podcast somewhere, then you're paying to host your podcast. So they're not going to shut you down because they don't like something that you said. You're paying for it, therefore it's your channel. If you're going to be building a business and you're going to commit to a weekly podcast, for example, that's a much better idea than committing to a weekly Instagram live because Instagram can do whatever they like with your content. Your core channel is the primary way you're going to publish those four pieces of long form content for the month and attract your audience to your conversion page. And this is usually through a call to action. Often people write a blog post and then not put anything down the bottom or they'll record a podcast episode or they'll make a YouTube video. And then they don't put anything at the end to say, go here, visit my website, download a thing. It's very important that at the end of your long form content, you remember to do that. So in the content strategy template that I've got for you, that's my call to action. (laughs) At the end of this podcast, I'll give you the link. But in the content strategy template, it actually asks for the call to action and then reminds you to put it at the bottom of your long form content. Step four is to think about now your pillar content. Your pillar content pieces should be the same topic and the same idea as your core content, but it's actually packaged in a way which suits a different channel. For example, if your core channel is a podcast, you can easily repurpose the content as a slide share, a blog post and a YouTube video, for example. Every podcast episode that I record, I take the basic points that I've mentioned in my steps and then I'll make a slide share. I will also make a blog post, which the podcast is hosted within. And then I'll also make an Instagram carousel. So my pillar content is actually, again, explaining those points that I've covered in the podcast, but in a visual form. So the great thing about pillar content is if you pick different channels that aren't like the long form channel, repurposing it's super easy because you just literally take it and apply it to the channel that you're repurposing it for. You don't have to create new content at all. You just need to package it in a new way. Step five, when you're filling in the content strategy template that I've got for you, you can define your pillar channels in there and it will actually then use those as part of the content strategy. Let's say you've got blog post as your core channel and then you're going to repurpose it in three other ways. You might want to publish it to Medium or LinkedIn. So it might be a blog post on your blog, but then you change bits around and you've still got then text and you can pop it on Medium or LinkedIn. Like I said before, you might want to create an Instagram carousel or you could actually talk over some slides and make a YouTube video. You can make a slide share which covers the points in your podcast or in your blog post. It's literally all the same stuff. You're just taking it and repurposing it for the new channel. I tend to recommend that people aim for one core channel and then maybe three pillar channels. Obviously, newsletter is another one that you can repurpose your blog post or if you take the basic kind of idea and points out of that and pop them in a newsletter and send it to your subscribers, they might not be able to listen to your podcast every week. They might not be visiting your blog posts every week, but they might be reading their newsletter every week. Don't worry that you're overwhelming people with the same content multiple times. It's very rare that people are going to get to see all of the channels all of the time. Pillar pieces should also be fairly long form and the call to action also encourages people to either do the conversion directly or to go back to your website and that's where they can do the conversion. Step six in the content strategy template is to work out your micro content. So if you've got a team of elves like Gary Vaynerchuk, then you can just get them to repurpose your content for Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, etc. 
Otherwise, you need to develop a smart system to make it as easy as possible. So one essential step is to use a different heading every time you republish content on a new channel, because if Google is traveling around the internet and reading the same headings, it's going to deprioritize it. One of the tricks that I like to use is to rearrange the sections so that the articles aren't exactly the same. And then you can also use fresh quotes and fresh highlights each time. And that means that the visuals are different as well, especially if it's written to written content, like you've got a Medium post and a blog post and a LinkedIn article. You don't want them all just to be copy pastes of each other. You need to edit, rearrange, transform. But again, it's still answering that same basic question. It gets easier when you try and spread your content across different mediums. So if one is words and another is audio and then another is video and then another is images, then all of a sudden life gets a lot easier. And that way changing the format is all it takes to make the content new and fresh. Step seven then is to define your micro channels. These are usually most social media channels and the primary purpose of micro content is to just attract the traffic back to your core and pillar content. You're not giving away the whole meal, you're just giving a taste away. And then micro content is also repurposed from your long form content. Again, work smarter, not harder. Work out ways that you can take quotes. You might be able to take snippets. You might be able to do the bullet points from all of the steps. There's lots of ways that you can slice and dice your long form content into little snippets. Once you've got all of this stuff worked out, obviously this takes a bit of time if you're setting it up from scratch. But once you know what your core content channel is and that's set up and you've got a regular weekly schedule and then you also know what your pillar content is and how you're going to then repurpose that as micro content. Once you've decided all that, you then can plug that into the content strategy template and then it's a case of just rinsing and repeating with new questions each month. Step eight is to fill in your content strategy template. It's best to show up where your audience is. So try and spread your micro content across multiple channels. So the ones that spring to mind for visual people are Pinterest, Facebook and Instagram, though Facebook's reach is horrible at the moment. So Facebook pages in particular, even if you've got thousands of followers, six people are going to see it. <laughs> Facebook really want you to pay to play. Pinterest at the moment is doing very well for visual people. And Instagram, if you know how to work it, you can get good engagement and good viewings. But again, you've got to try and get people off those platforms and trying to consume your content on your own website. But have a think about where your audience is hanging out and then take your snippets of content to them and present them in a way that they're going to want to consume it. Now, the other thing to think about is you can also repurpose content on the same channel. So Pinterest is great for that. You might have a five image Pinterest carousel. You can have a few different single pins that all link back to your blog post. And then you might have a long vertical pin. So there's three different ways to present the same kind of information on Pinterest. Same with Instagram. You've got reels, you've got stories, you've got IGTVs, you've got the, the front page. But Instagram has lots of different ways to present information to people. So whichever you feel comfortable with and also whichever way your audience prefers to consume the content. And again, the thing with this stuff is to just try it. Try a bunch of stuff, see which works, see which falls flat. Reels at the moment are getting prioritized by Instagram, so people are getting a lot of traction by posting fairly <laughs> terrible reels, let's be honest. You know, the, the content quality isn't necessarily that great, but the reach is terrific at the moment. So try and remain flexible and fluid and see what's working and what's not. And it does require a lot of experimentation, but try and have fun with the process as well. It's actually kind of fun being a content creator and then trying a few experiments and seeing what works.
And that brings us to step nine, which is to refine it with feedback. So once you've decided on your core pillar and micro content channels, you just fill in the content strategy template. It's that easy. And then after your templates filled in, you can tweak it and massage it a little bit. And then every month you just change the goal. Or if you're still building your email list, then you can keep the goal, but define the target audience and four fresh questions every month. And then give it a go, come back, refine it. If one bit's working and one bit's not, just more of that and less of the other one. So just keep playing around with it. It takes a bit of energy, but as a creative, content creation should be fun. So don't feel like you're trapped into doing the same thing all of the time. It's your domain. It's your place to play. Feel free to just give something a go. And then if it's not working, refine it and try again. I hope this episode has helped persuade you that creatives need to know the difference between these three main content types. And now that you know the difference between core, pillar and micro content, are you going to give it a go and maybe try and fill in your own content strategy template and just give a month of content a go? Just make some and push it out there and see if it's more effective in actually achieving your conversion goal this month. Like I said, you can download my free monthly content strategy template and you can start planning your content strategy right now. And once you've filled in a month and tried it, you can rinse and repeat the same template and just reuse it every month. Put in four new questions and it'll update automatically. Head over to dominiquefaller.com forward slash blog forward slash episode 43 for all the links mentioned in the show notes. And I'll be back next week with another episode of the Creative Spark podcast. If you enjoyed today's topic and want to go a little deeper, head over to dominiquefaller.com for all the resources mentioned in the episode. Please also head over to Apple or Spotify podcasts and leave a rating and a review. Remember to subscribe while you're there because it's easy to miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Spark podcast. I'm your host, Dominique Faller, and I'll be back again next week with another spark to light up your creative business.